0: You are listening to the She Salt Podcast. I am your host, Kathy Lighton, and my co-host are Shana Sony and Leah Fox. We are three women in our 50s, all with stories to tell and vast perspectives. We are everything from lifelong yogis, Reiki master, NASA scientist, helicopter pilot, life coaches, and plant medicine enthusiast. This podcast's goal is to add feminine flavor to every subject under the sun, from sexuality to out-of-body experiences. We have you covered. Follow and listen along. Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of She Salt. Um, today we are going to do Red Flag Chronicles. So if you've watched our YouTube channel, She Salt YouTube, you noticed the last uh, one of the last ones we did was Red Flags, and we had a friend on who had went through something recently, and she shared about it, and she talked about all the red flags that were presented that she intuitively. Recognized but didn't acknowledge and look into. And I think there's red flags given um, for men and women. Men, if you're in a relationship, I'm sure there's times you've had plenty of red flags about someone you were interested in, but for whatever reason, you didn't explore them. Women, we get red flags all the time, but I think we are more apt to ignore the red flags because we get emotionally involved pretty quickly. And I think that's where it's different for men and women. Like women, we get emotionally involved, you know. Typically for women, we don't have um, relationships, especially sexual involved relationships with men that we aren't somewhat so emotionally invested, right? Whereas I think men can have a relationship with a woman and it can be very physical, And it takes them longer to get to that emotional attachment, right? So for the men, I think the problem comes in when they're just enjoying the physical aspect of it and ignoring the red flags that the woman's given off because they're having fun. Whereas I think women, we tend to ignore the red flags because we've already fallen in love. (laughs) You know, so that's kind of... I think, the difference between men and women. So right now, Shanaz is with me, Leah, may be joining us in a minute. Shanaz, hey.
1: Hi, Kathy. And yes, uh, I think I love the way you're defining the red flag and the way it's different from a man's perspective and woman's perspective. I feel red flag is more like a self-sabotage that, of course, both men and women do to themselves. And yeah, we have a different reason we get blinded by, right? Like you, you're right, like for women, and I can speak for women because I am one, is that I have to be emotionally connected to a person before I can be romantically connected with them. And once you have emotionally connected yourself, you have already decided that they have to be a certain way, right? So you've created a perception of them in your heart and mind. And what you do is you keep hoping that that perception is what they are, and you keep ignoring everything they truly are. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And and the red flags are always there. You can look back in retrospect and say in a situation like, I, I knew that. I, you know, you can say, I, I think I knew that or I should have saw that that was there. Right. So do
1: you have a red flag story that oh, you would like to share? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I mean, I have gone through lots and lots of red flags and um so i'll tell you one of the story where i was actually about to about to get into a dating with this guy and when we were on the phone he was asking me questions that were very like it was completely weird to me for example he was asking me questions that how big is your bathtub your i mean what? You know what i mean how, big how, is how your- big how big is my bathtub so basically he's trying to understand what type of uh, living standard i have or mm-hmm. how i live and um, at the time, you know, I'm just very simple. I'm answering him questions. Then he says, how long does it take to fill up your bathtub? So, I mean, if you think about it, he truly is ultimately wanting to experience that. But in my mind, I was surprised with it, but I didn't understand the connection with it because he ultimately wanted to live with me in my house, and he pretty much wanted that to be his lifestyle, and he wasn't in any position to create the lifestyle for himself. So... I didn't pick up any of that at the time, but then later on after having to go through my short relationship with him and truly understanding where he, what his goal was with me, it made a lot of sense. But it took me almost one year of going through some of it and coming out of it and then looking back and then realizing that that red flag was there because, you know, and I I did even feel it when he asked me because it was a very off the wall question. Mm-hmm. at the time i didn't connect the dot and it took me all that experiences because there's uh, you know the story gets pretty thick there <laughs> right right and you can see but uh, yeah so i mean very interesting that how something so simple that you felt as such a you know i mean there was a whole underlying cause for that for him to even ask me that question and i felt it right away yeah yeah i mean
0: i think it's it's interesting like You know, they always, we always tend to, like when we make mistakes, like for me, for for a long time, I was always drawn to the more dangerous man or the very, um, the bad boy type, right? And I knew that was my type, and they always gave me red flags, but I kept going back to the same type of person, so I didn't learn from my red flags, right? Or I, And I wasn't doing the work on myself so that I wasn't attracting that type of person to me. But I do think that, you know, we draw that to us. Like, you know, I was vulnerable to a certain, to be taken advantage of by a certain type of person. And I think they are really drawn to you. So it's like the girl that we did the interview with for the red flag video that we did that we put on YouTube. You know, she just kept saying we were having so much fun together. And, and, and she was ready for that. She was in a place in life where she just was going to give it a chance and have fun with a guy. And she was enjoying it so much that she was willing to overlook a lot of the red flags. And they were there, though. You know, she looks back at them now, and she's like, I knew that was odd. I knew maybe that didn't add up you know, but because she was having fun. She was enjoying that. I mean, we don't want to stop Have you know, when we're enjoying somebody, we don't want to stop and analyze the the situation. Like, should I look into this until it's usually at a place to where you're either about to get yourself into a little bit of trouble, or your intuition is yelling at you so strongly that you have to look into it. And I think that's what happened for her.
1: Yeah, you Yeah. You know, one thing that I just was thinking is that, isn't it interesting when we say that somebody brings the best out in you or worse out in you? So the thing is that when the people are showing up a certain way, right? And like you said, she was having fun. And even I can relate to that, where there are people that come in your life that when you're interacting with them, they show the best of version of themselves. And you are just completely like so much feeling good about that version that you're having a great time. Right. And what happens is, But the thing that is very interesting, the red flag shows up when they're not right in front of you, you're not exchanging energy where they're taken by your presence or you're taken by their, and then you can see their real self. And I'll tell you in the text message sometimes, even though it's a one-dimensional method, but in a text message sometimes, if you notice like you're pouring your heart out, let's say, right, you're writing paragraph after paragraph, and they write three words. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) mean, it's very obvious that they truly are not as in you. Uh, It's pretty obvious that their frequency and vibration are not anything remotely close to yours. It's pretty obvious that they don't feel the same way about you, but you still think that, yeah, but they show up so amazing when I'm with them. So I'm I'm willing to ignore all that. But at the end of the day, that shows that that person truly doesn't have the same plan with you as you have with them. Well, I think too, um, there
0: comes a maturity. There comes a place to where we've learned a lot And you have to realize that if it seems too good to be true, it is. Everybody has flaws. And if you're going through a relationship with someone and you haven't seen any real flaws, and you've been invested in it in a little while, you might want to wonder why not. You know, whatever it is, like if it's too good to be true, if they're checking all of your boxes, every one of them, it's probably a little Too good to be true. Maybe pause and look at it. And also, I think before you get into a relationship with someone, you need to set yourself down and say to yourself, when I don't feel right about something, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Like, just take the time to check it out instead of just letting it let it go. You know, like, I'm just, I'm not going to worry about that right now. It's going good. So I'm not going to check it out. Check it out. Leah joined us. Hey, Leah. Hey, how are you doing? Good. We're talking about Red Flag Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just saying that, you know, I think we get to a certain place to where we realize if it seems too good to be true, it is. Mm-hmm. And, and you need to evaluate that, first of all. And second, I think we get to a place of maturity, too, that when when a little red flag pops up that we really need to stop and look at it and not overlook it, like stop and look at it from a perspective outside of the relationship. Like if this was my sister and she said to me that, you know, my boyfriend, let's just say his name is Johnny, my boyfriend, Johnny wants um to move in with me and we've only been together known each other two weeks and he's really not got any work right now i mean you know like things like that like okay if that were my sister i would say red flag you know red flag let's let's check it out so
1: that's true so kathy i really like you to share me an example of too good to be true because that has not been my experience (laughs) I would love that. That kind of sounds exciting. Well, you know, okay, like,
0: like Kim, the girl we did the podcast with before. At first, he was too good to be true. He, um, he had a retirement account he was getting uh, he was retired military. You know, he had plenty of money he was paying for everything. Anything she mentioned that she wanted, he could provide. Just roping her in, the sex was great. She was the most wonderful, beautiful woman in the whole world. He couldn't stand to be away from her. And then things gradually started chipping away. You know, all of a sudden, um, he would lose a phone. You know, and then he had, to, and it ends up, he had different phones, different phone numbers. Ended up, he... He had money or he didn't have money. There was one or the other, you know, like either he was covering everything. It's all on me. Or suddenly he was broke or or he had he had his uh, uh, bank account had been hacked. I mean, there was all sorts of red flags. So it started off way too good to be true. But it, but for her, it was good. It felt good. This guy's spoiling me. He's good-looking. I get all of his attention. Um, It was too good to be true.
1: Okay, I see that.
0: Now, now see, for me, let me just say, like, when Doug and I first met, I had just come through a divorce, and I was done with that sort of man. Like, I don't want that dangerous type of guy anymore. I don't want the bad guy. I want a really good guy. So it – and Doug, at, at first glance, is beautiful, you know, physically, he's beautiful. So of course, I was drawn to him in that way. But as I got to know him, he was very kind. And to be honest with you, that took a little while for me to get used to. um, Because I didn't trust it. Right? I, I had grown to only trust the excitement and the bad guy that was a little hard to get that I had to work for. But here was a man that was accepting me, you know, and and I saw we both learned each other's flaws right off the bat. Like, I knew he liked to take his time doing things. I'm more impatient. You know, like, we saw each other for who we were and got to know each other. It wasn't too good to be true. We we both met each other in a very honest place in life going through divorces. So we really learned a lot about each other before we became... um, before we became lovers, so it was easier.
2: Leah, what about you? Um, I'm definitely one that says if it's too good to be true, uh, you should probably start asking yourself some questions because it's more than likely it's too good to be true. Is have you That's recently my- have you recently learned this lesson, or is this? Now this is recent. Okay. This is a recent lesson. You know, I would say my past, um, I would say close to a year now, it's been a, a good lesson in learning that met someone who um, made themselves out to be something that they weren't and only to find out that a uh, little later on that nothing that they said were was remotely close to the truth. Yeah. So I've been yeah. down that road. That's tough.
0: Yeah, but it and I'm familiar with this story.
2: So you it, it did seem too good to be true.
0: It really, it really did.
2: I, you know, exactly what, you know, Shana saying, oh, it sounds so exciting. And it was, it was um, very exciting. It was definitely a Uh, days full of dopamine (laughs) all the feel-goods and everything's on fire girl downstairs is engaged and you know it was all it was awesome yeah great yeah and then very quickly it uh, like a house of cards started to fall and it fell pretty quickly
0: it really did did. it really did you guys talk about that amongst yourselves for a second I
2: got to take something talk about it real quick Okay. So I've met an individual that I knew from uh, both high school and in, you know, college, and our lives went two different ways and um, reconnected probably about last year this time, maybe shortly in August. And very quickly, it was, we were visiting one another and spending time because there was some distance involved, and it was fast and furious, and he decided that, or we decided, let's move in together, so he moved here. And shortly after him moving here, it just all began to fall apart, and later on finding out that he wasn't the person that he told me he was.
1: So. Mm-hmm. So, so, Leah, I have a question. So, while you were in love with him and you were having this incredible time with him, did you remember now, since you can go back now in your memory lane, do you remember that there were things that were happening that made you feel like, is it truly true? like like you know, because you know your gut and your intuition is aware of things that are not lining up? Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you have those things right? You did. I, I...
2: Yeah, I did. I did have them, and I remember the first time that I I had felt something, and this was actually while we were still in the the courting, the dating time frame, and something had been said, and it was in passing, but I heard it and ignored it Hmm. and let it go, and, you know, I I remember scratching my head thinking, what was that about?
0: Yeah, I remember...
2: and yeah. I remember your
0: friends. I remember we got concerned about you before you were concerned about you. And we were uh, isn't that typical? <laughs> <laughs> we were meeting. we were we were talking, you know, not behind your back, but out of concern. we we were we yeah. were deciding whether we should approach you about the red flags that we were seeing. And um, I don't know which of us was the first one to to bring it to light. Um but you were. <laughs> you were the one. Yeah. Um at, but yeah, at the, everybody else was afraid to. I mean yeah. everyone else was afraid to bring it up to you. And I looked at it like as your friend, it was my responsibility to do that. And I had a very strong gut feeling about it. Enough of a gut feeling about it that it was disrupting my day. Um wow. Yeah, and I, I, I had to approach you with it, and, and I think, I don't know if it helped you as far as for you to see it, but but I felt like you had to see what people from the outside were seeing, looking in on the situation, because I know what it's like to be in the situation. You don't want to see it. You don't want to
2: see it. You don't, and you can't see the, uh, what is it, the trees through the forest.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, And it's funny, Kathy, because I remember when I met all of you guys, it was along the same line when Leah was already in the relationship. And every time when you and I would talk, and then uh, if you say that Leah may not be available because she's busy, right, with this new love, I could just even hear in your tone, Kaya, Kathy, that how much you were questioning the relationship. <laughs> like, I, I... I didn't really know anything. But it's funny how we give away that information. But, I mean, I, I felt it, in, but I didn't want to indulge myself in it. Because I kind of felt like, okay, it's something that will ultimately figure itself out. Because first of all, I barely knew Leah at the time. And Kathy, of course, we were just starting on a new you know, new paradigm with each other. But it was hilarious. Every single time you mentioned it, I could hear it in your voice. And I'm actually very happy <laughs> that the courage to tell Leah, because I prefer to have friends like you, who is going to tell me when I'm blindsided. Well, do you remember when we first met, Shanaz? When we first met, it you was were in job. you were in a Red Friar relationship. That is right. That's the one I just told you about the yeah. one that I said about the bathtub. And, you know, and you, you're right. And it was interesting because you didn't say anything to me. And with him also, when I broke the relationship, and it's funny when Leah and I were together, there were a lot of similarities in what I went through with him versus what she did just recently. The fact that I went through it five years ago means that maybe I'm graduating. (laughs) Maybe I've come a long way. But it was interesting, uh, Kathy, that in my case, a lot of close friends of mine knew that they they were seeing red flag, but nobody got the courage to tell me. And I think that I probably would have liked it. I mean, that's what I think right now. But nobody did until I completely broke up. And then they all came and they said, thanks, God, you're free from yeah. this mess. No, I, you
0: know, I I don't, <laughs> you know, I'm willing with friends to, if I feel strongly enough about it, and I'm not coming at it from an angle of, of, you know, as long as I'm open minded, and I feel like with Leah's situation, I tried to be really open minded about it. But the gut feeling was just so strong. And I actually had conversations with with him. And every time I did the gut, my gut reaction was never good. And I, I, I started that from a place of true acceptance, because I was excited for my friend. Um, but I knew quickly that somebody was trying to pull the wool over her eyes,
2: you know. And I wanted to say a couple more things. First and foremost, Kathy, thank you for being that friend. Oh gosh, you're welcome. I love you. um, Saying those things for, to me, because I know they're hard. They're
0: hard. I
2: know these are hard things to say. And I think I, I, it was helpful to me because it was validating something I was already feeling. And while I know we don't need validation, it was helpful to me at the time. And us talking about this makes me really feel like, um, there are still still wounds sure, that are. I'm sure. experiencing, and I think with that, I, I don't want to say, you know, dating now is being soured, but I I am picking up on times, especially with my other friends and their dating experiences, that that wound is showing itself. Yes, You know, where yes. I know if a friend of mine is dealing with a, a lying partner, I'm like, get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's hard. (laughs) It's hard to like tune your dial on on how to say what you want to say. Um, I don't
2: have dial right now. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: being compassionate. about Now with you, I started the dial sort of gentle, gentle. But by the time this was even after it was over and there was still correspondence, I turned the volume all the way up. I mean, I I let the filter go because at this point I'm like, just come on. You know, we, you, you're, you're better than this. Let's just move on, <laughs> move on. But, you know, I just think as women, it's harder for us to really look at the red flag and not just look at it, pick it up and and present whoever the guy is with it. Like, this doesn't work for me. I need this flag explained to me. And if it's not explained to me in a way that makes sense to me, I got to go or you've got to go. Because if we don't stop and and acknowledge the gut feeling when we have it, there's a reason we have it. And if we ignore it, it really the blame's on us. Because people are going to treat you how you let them, period. So if if you're sitting there being the gullible one and your gut's telling you you're getting taken advantage of, this isn't a good idea, this is your home, this is your money, this is your life. It's your fault.
1: Exactly. And I think that this is a good way. This is a good way because all the red flag doesn't have to end up in a end of the relationship, right? Maybe if there is a way that you can see the red flag and if if you can actually acknowledge it and you can just say that I noticed this and what's going on, please be honest with me. Be transparent with with me because that's what I truly would like. Then, And if that person truly cares for being with you, right, if they truly care to, uh, you know, like strengthen the relationship with you, then I would say that they should be able to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that, yes, you know what, I'm not perfect and it's okay because nobody is. But as that can even strengthen the relationship, right? If it would go in that direction, even though none of us, I mean, I haven't had that experience. And Leah, I know you didn't have that experience, but it would be possible if people can actually try to work it out in a way where we can all be just, honest and even say why I was dishonest on the first place. Maybe that would be a good start.
2: Well, you're so you're saying something that's really important. Right. You're you're. I know in this situation, there wasn't the transparency. There wasn't the honesty. And even your friend um, that you had the discussion with, uh, he wasn't he wasn't honest. So we're making the assumption that the, that people are going to be, and I know that's coming from a place of woundedness inside of me because now I know I have this hesitancy and trust. Sure. And now sure. I know I'm working through that. But when I when I'm hearing you say this, Nazz, you're making the assumption that somebody's going to be that way. And I think I, I think the
0: point Shanaz is making that, like we all have boundaries. So if somebody's encroaching on your boundary, you could see that as a red flag, and you could pick up that red flag and go, this is a boundary for me. And I want you to explain this. And if we can't get if if it doesn't work for my boundaries, then we're not going to work out. But if you explain this to me and understand that this is my boundary, and you're not going to violate my boundary, then we have room to work. But but you have to make them aware of that. Like, this this does not work for me. This, this attitude you have or you putting your limitations on me or you telling me what I can do or what I can't do or you're encroaching on what I've accomplished in my life and you're trying to take ownership, things like that, that's a boundary. And if you pick up that, rather than just ignoring it, if you pick up that red flag and put it in their face and go, this is a boundary and you are encroaching on it and I won't allow it, then you change the game because they yeah. know you're not going to be a victim. Oh, I picked I picked the wrong girl is what they're <laughs> gonna say. And they're gonna they're gonna change their game plan. And if and if there's somebody that is genuine that wants a relationship with you, then they're gonna say, I, I'm sorry that I did that and and that could change the relationship right there because they know what they can't get away with but if you pro- if you approach them with that and they talk their way around it and continue to do it and you don't say no we're over i mean you, i think it takes a little savviness i think it takes um it takes a wise woman to really know exactly how to handle these red flags and and to have very firm boundaries. We got to have boundaries, ladies, period.
1: Yes. And you know what? uh, Thanks Kathy for explaining it the way you did, because that's exactly what I'm saying, Leah, is that there is still a room for making the relationship stronger, providing that the other person is also genuinely interested in you truly. Right. Because a lot of people are operating from their subconscious, right? So they're operating from their uh, habits that they have Used in the past, right? That has taken them to a certain place. And it could be that they ran into a lot of different women who were willing to uh, accept the red flags. So then that became part of their story is that this is the only way I can go all the way to bed with you. What are your goals? They don't know better is what you're saying. They don't know better. Because because we're teaching them how to treat us, as you said. So we are constantly doing that to ourselves. And of course, we have our own challenges because we feel like sometimes it's too hard to get a man who can be good looking and nice at the same time. I mean, I'm just being funny. But the point is, it's sad, right? When we put that type of limitation on ourselves. So when somebody comes along, we're like, okay, you know what? I, I got it. I got it. It's okay. I'll ignore this, this, this. And then in the process you end up in a mess but I have to also tell you that in my case personally when I was pointing the red flag to my person the one that Leah you know and Kathy you know that person would get mad at me to the point where he would get so mad at me that he would leave me for 10 hours and just disappear with no phone communication and it it was almost an abuse basically and because I was trying to understand that what did I do wrong that's called (laughs) (laughs) gaslighting that's called (laughs) gaslighting Um, it's Gaslighting. A, okay. That's yeah. exactly what happened. Yep. I was like, wow. But so there, I, I learned- mean,
0: there's, there's <laughs> your boundary right there. That's you picked up your red flag. You said, I don't like this. And he gaslighted you and turned it around, manipulated the whole situation. That's where you walk away. That's right there. Yeah. If they can't communicate, if you can't communicate with an, another person that you are romantic with, Enough to sit down and talk through a problem, then walk the hell away from it. That's an adult relationship, people. I mean, if you're listening, if, <laughs> if somebody can't sit down and talk to you, you
1: face to face, that's it's very convenient for you to say because you have a you have a good looking, kind, hardworking husband. lady. I have I have been through the
0: assholes. And oh, goodness, goodness. and I I've I've lived with them for many years, um, twenty years total that I lived <laughs> with them, and and there were a few in between. So I know all about the gaslighting. I know all about the narcissistic behavior. I know all that. And you know when I I, I tell people, especially women, they're like, "Oh, you're so lucky to have your husband." I'm like, "I earned that man. I earned that man, and I learned." how to have an adult relationship. I had to learn my end of the relationship. And in order for me to have my end of the relationship, I have to sit down and talk. And he has to sit down and talk to me. And we don't walk away from each other unless we just have to for a few minutes. But we don't walk away from the relationship. I don't ever walk away from something and saying, that's your fault. And he doesn't walk away from something saying, that's your fault. We talk things through, you know, and if something really bothers one of us, it, there, it will be discussed. It will be discussed and it, it has to be able to be worked out. I mean, you what you just described with your old boyfriend, where he, if you approach him with a problem that you had and you approach him in a, from a genuine space and he turns it around on you and then ghost you. That's not an adult relationship. That's a teenage relationship, and it's juvenile, and it's abusive, and you leave. That's the biggest red flag of all. Now, there's red flags like suddenly they're spending your money. Suddenly they want part ownership of your home. Suddenly you're Ow. suddenly you're providing them with all their groceries or you're taking care of their drinking habits or whatever it is suddenly you're the sugar mama. There's a red flag. You know, there's a few. Like how are you going to handle that situation? Because as adults, if if you're healthy, there's jobs to be had out there. You don't you don't owe anybody anything and if you're married to someone you share what you have unless you have an agreement otherwise you know I mean there's the boundaries right I mean we have our boundaries and if you're a grown woman that's out there earning your own money and you're take and you take on a man who isn't and you're willing to pay for his way in this world, I hope you're really okay with it. otherwise it's up to you to make him to leave because he's got it made. He's getting the sex for free. He's getting the you know, the living for free. So it's up to you to change that. And at that point, if that were happening and that had continued for a while, I wouldn't even bother saying you need to get a job and pay your way. I would say it's time to pack your bags and leave. Because if, he would have already tried to do
1: that. That is very true. You know, I have to share this joke that's coming to me. Same person that we're talking about. And that person is no longer in this world, by the way. And you both know that, right? Um, but I have to say this, that at one point I was with my kids. And it's interesting, you know, when you have kids uh, around these people whom you're already feeling red flag with, your kids truly take it, accelerate the processing of learning really fast, right? Because kids have no filter. So it was one of those days when we were going and we were having some sort of challenges with each other. And my son at the time, he was like only four years old. And he was like, it was really shocking what he said. He said, mom, uh, isn't he showing his dark side to you today? I mean, that's what he said in the middle of all of us are together, right? And he said that. And it was very true statement, but it was very off the wall. And, of course, I had to tell him that you don't talk like that and stuff. But that was really, that hit me really hard. Sure. Because it was almost like my guys were saying, Shanaz, listen, because now your children are helping you to see the red flag that you're ignoring.
0: Yep, yep. Hey there, kitty. Yeah, um, <laughs> it happens. I mean, but I think for the listeners out there, if – This is us trying to tell women that when your intuition is speaking, listen, listen. And I think the best way to tune into that is especially if you're getting into a new relationship with someone, and this can even apply to friendships or a job, whatever, a relationship. And before you start the relationship, if if it's beginning and you're starting to invest yourself in it. To sit down with yourself and promise yourself, sit down boundaries for this relationship and tell yourself when you feel your intuition knocking on your door, to actually sit down and listen to it. Because if you just go into the relationship all euphoric and, oh, it's wonderful, it's so great, you, you haven't made an agreement with yourself as to what your boundaries are with that. And I think that's just bringing awareness. And I think that comes with maturity. So if you're 20 something years old and you're listening to this podcast in, or 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever, and you're tired of being taken advantage of or not fruitful relationships, before you begin another one, sit down with yourself and say, what boundaries do I want to set with this relationship? And, and just write it down, like, and, and tell yourself, make an agreement with yourself. If, if my intuition knocks on the door of my heart in this relationship, I'm going to stop and listen and tell your friends, your really good friends that you trust. If stuff starts happening in this relationship that doesn't feel good for you, for me, if you if you, just, if you don't feel it feels right for me, will you let me know? Because your friends pick up on things intuitively that you don't want to feel. But make sure it's somebody you trust. You trust their intuition. And just say, look, be my, be my lifeguard. Be my lifeguard. And make it make me aware if something doesn't look or feel right. And be, be open enough to listen. Because if this is a friend you really trust and love... They're not gonna do something to harm you.
1: Right. And I like to expand on it, Kathy. One of the things that we and that goes for all women and men and every single human being, is that we truly need to understand ourselves by ourselves, knowing what we truly like, knowing what we truly not like, how can we make ourselves happy, right? So if you're truly understanding of yourself, then when you cross the boundary, even if it's a lover, even if it's a friend then it becomes obvious to you because you don't do that to yourself. However, if you've never experienced yourself by yourself, then it becomes a very hard one for you to gauge, which is where I come from. Because see, I was raised in a very patriarchal culture, always with lots of people. And, you know, there was never uh, that opportunity to get to know myself as a human being. And then I get arranged marriage and I come to America again. Now I'm with another person. So I didn't even know myself. And now I'm with another strange man. And then from there on, I had back-to-back marriages, pretty much. So I I never got a chance to get to know myself. In the last nine years, I have to say that I have gotten to know myself where I truly know myself way better than I knew while I had my two marriages.
0: I think, too, and and you have a lot more to overcome in that situation, but I think we don't really get to know ourselves or even start to until we at least get into our 40s. I, I really believe that. I really believe that. And I also want to give a warning to ladies out there, and men too. We're real open. um, When we get really into something, we're real open on social media about what we're into, whether it's yoga or plant medicine or, you know, your spirituality, whatever it is. And there's people out there that are looking for, for people to target. And they will find somebody, and they intuitively know who to go after. She's single. She's 50. She's been single a while. She needs a man. She's into yoga. She's into this. Well, suddenly they're into yoga, and they're into that. And they're, oh, they're your perfect mate. You're in a trap. So you really need to explain. And I'm serious. And uh, Leah, I know you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Be aware that if everybody checks, like I said, if they check all those boxes, make sure they do. So, oh, you're into yoga. Tell me what you know about it. Let me me know what you know about it. Let's see how much you know about it. And if they're bullshitting you, there's a red flag. Oh, you're also interested in, in something like, let's just say plant medicine. Oh, tell me about it. What do you know about it? Okay. You don't know nothing about it. All right, there's another red flag. Or you're into spirituality. What books have you read? I mean, there's check out their story. Just because if they know your story and they're interested in every single thing you're interested in, but they don't know anything about it, just be careful, people. Be careful. There's people out there catfishing. And that just means they're looking for a victim. They're looking for somebody. Um, And, you know, I think some of these people do it out of loneliness, too. I don't think they're necessarily going out there doing this to hurt or harm people. But they see somebody that they find attractive or interesting. And they're like, oh, I could get into that, too. But they're not. And they're setting up a whole false pretense as to who they are. So... When you think you found the perfect man, make sure he is like, (laughs) tell me, tell me what you know. Tell me what you know about me. Ask them, what do you know about me? And see what they have to say, because they may, may know more about you than they need to know that early in on the relationship. If they know everything about you from the beginning, they've been checking you out.
1: Yeah. So Kathy, I don't know why, but this story is coming to me and I have to share this with you. It's very weird, by the way. So I went to Botanical Garden uh, for one of those days where I was just exploring myself walking. I see this very old woman and she was basically taking her, you know, like she was, she looked like she wanted to take a picture of herself, right? So I offered because I felt like I needed to help her. So I said, let me take your pictures. So I started taking her pictures. And right after that, she said, do you mind if I take your picture? And I said, OK, you know, but then she used her phone to take my picture, which completely confused me because I'm like, why are you using your phone uh, to take my picture? So then I realized that I looked at her phone and her phone had this extremely gorgeous man uh, back draft picture on her phone. So then I assumed, because she was pretty old. Right. So I assumed that it must be her son or something like that. Right. So I said, I'm assuming this is your son. And he's. she's like, no, this is my lover. I've been talking to him for a very long time. And uh, we haven't met with each other, but we are on the phone. And I don't know what happened, but as soon as she said that it is uh, her lover, it completely made me look at her in a different light. Because all this time I'm looking at her as like an old woman and let me help her. Then I'm a little bit freaked out that why is she taking my pictures, right? And right away, I was thinking that I hope she doesn't send my picture to this guy claiming to be. You see my point? Mm -hmm. It was so messed up. And 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 from that point on I just I just completely lost it. And I said, please don't use my picture for anything. I'd like you to delete it. And then she just kept smiling like she was trying to ignore me. And I learned a very big lesson that you can't <laughs> trust anything nowadays. yeah, I mean, i'm
0: I'm not saying don't trust anything, you know, but i have, I am saying, I am saying we live in a digital world. we live in a you know, a, I mean the whole social network thing is a bizarre world to be in. And you just need to be aware. you need to we need to have a, an extra layer of awareness and defense um, because you know, I, I think Leah, in your situation, you I think you were a little targeted.
2: I think to a degree yeah I was. Yeah. I mean I think when when I reconnected with this individual I think they went you know scrolling through and learning things about me that probably made me that much more I don't know attractive to sure. to this individual. So I I, I do, do I do believe to a degree yes that that is yeah. a true statement.
0: And I think it happens a lot and I just think you know Red flags, be aware. Like, just ladies, be aware. Um, and we need to be more aware today than ever before. And I really think it just boils down to listening to your intuition. I mean, because it always is talking to you, you just have to be be in tune with that and listening to it. And if you really listen to it, you're going to know. You're going to know for sure.
1: I mean... Well, that's...
2: That, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. That, that's interesting that you're, you're talking about that because... While I'm not entirely ready to put myself out there, I have started dating again, and I've dated different men, and I'm allowing myself to just sit, observe, and not just observe them, but observe how I'm feeling. Yes. What am I sensing in this moment with them? What When they say X, Y, or Z, how am I feeling within my body? And so just... It's, Allowing myself to get really attuned, right, is what I'm practicing right now. And I think if
0: you do that, and this will be my last point with it, is if you do that, a lot of women are like, "But I'm 50 and I want a man, and I'm running out of time." No, well, no, but what no. you're gonna, if you sit down and take time and and value yourself and evaluate these new relationships. You're actually not wasting time. You're saving time. Because if you get in one of these relationships where you're taking advantage of, that's months that you've wasted or years that you've wasted investing in someone that your intuition was probably trying to tell you wasn't the one anywhere way. But if you had taken the time to sit with yourself and and evaluate it and and look at the red flags, well, you wouldn't have been in it so long And you've got more time to find the right one rather than wasting your time.
2: So, And that fact, in all honesty, I think with a couple of situations that I've been presented with recently is not wasting anybody else's time, not just mine, but theirs. And so once I have that feeling within me where I'm like, and I don't want to say, oh, it's a red flag. Right. It's just, no, this is not working out for me or I'm feeling something I just let that individual know it's like hey thanks I mean I think you're a great person but this is not a match for me or however the the right my mouth but I try to do it always always with kindness but I like to articulate that as soon as I'm having that feeling
0: right so it doesn't always have to be red flags If, if it's if it's just not settling right with you if you're like this is not a go for me Mm-hmm. then for your sake and for the other person's sake, you know, just kindly say, you know, this isn't going to work in a romantic
1: way and move on. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, one thing that is very interesting, Leah, uh, you kind of made me think about this, is that at the end of the day, people who do create the situation, right, where you have to deal with this red flag intuition gauging scenario is partly because they truly are not as honest with themselves or they are—they have been doing these patterns for a very long time and it has become part of their story because they have never worked through to become somebody who doesn't have to do these, uh, whatever, passive aggressive or underhanded way to get people to do something, right? Because if you truly accept yourself and be honest with yourself and love yourself, you wouldn't even do that to other people. So to me, it's almost like, it's, you know, whatever somebody does to somebody else, it's partly because they truly do that to themselves too, right? So that is the fact. So therefore, we are basically teaching them, by rather than enabling them, is that what truly is the right way to handle that? Because the more we start showing up for ourselves and we create a better boundary, they're going to learn that this is not going to work for me. If I truly want a genuine partner, if I truly want the the full package, then I'm going to have to be a full package myself, yeah. in a in a right way. So I don't have to do these things. So that is actually what we want to create in the humanity, right? Is that everybody shows up the best for themselves. And then that way, nobody's enabling each other. We're all transparent. We're all, living, and we're all, because we have already a lot of mess going on and we don't have time for these dishonesty and manipulation.
0: Yep but we all go through them and that's how we learn. <laughs> We've all had our red flags and you know, we but that's how we learned. That's how we're the wise women we are today, right? Like <laughs> and the younger women are going to go through them, but hopefully they're going to like I said, they can set boundaries and it won't be as devastating for some of them. If they can act, if this is an open conversation and they know there's ways to avoid these things and know what to look for, then it could it could be a lot easier process for them but we three and women our age are at a place to where there is no excuse for not acknowledging the red flags and for not setting boundaries there's no excuse we've lived enough life to know better
1: yes that's mama kathy's advice
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right well unless y'all have something else to add we will go ahead and wrap up
1: no mm-hmm. uh, i'll just add that tomorrow i'm teaching a class uh, quantum manifestation at Dreammaker for all the people who are local in huntsville okay. and um you will get to understand that how quantum physics plays the role in you being in tune and you being aware of the red flag because truly we are constantly processing you know as a conscious being yes. so yeah if anybody's okay. local and want to check it out they can
0: all right. That sounds great. And I will add that on the Facebook page too. So just make sure you text me that information and I'll put it with this video on the Facebook page. I will do that. All thank right. You. You're welcome. All right, ladies. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. And we will catch you guys on the next episode. I'm not exactly sure what we're going to do, but we'll surprise you. All right, everybody. Namaste.